0: Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. This is our second episode here this morning, guys. We are going to be talking about this Saturday's slate of Conference Championship Week in college football for DFS purposes here on this episode. If you missed the earlier episode, we talked about the Friday slate, which had the Conference USA and the Pac-12 title games. So today, this episode, we're talking about the Saturday slate, which includes the Big 12, the MAC, the Sunbelt, the SEC the Mountain West, the American, and then the night games are the Big Ten and the ACC. I think I just got all those conferences right. Anyway, we've got this Saturday slate here covered on this episode. If you are interested in the Friday episode, make sure to check out the podcast feed. We've got you covered on there. Quick little 12-minute preview. Now, if you are interested in my full DFS lineup, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. And if you want me to... You know, If you want any of my stats and facts that I don't get to in the episode, or you got any start-sick questions, lineup questions, follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. I'm more than happy to answer any and all questions you may ask. College football season is coming to a close. Obviously, we will be active for bowl season here on the podcast. Bowl season is one of my favorite times of year, but Not going to be doing the weekly episode and the weekly rollout for college football like we have been. So if you've been a loyal listener to the college football content, I appreciate you, but we've got you covered for other sports here on the podcast. So whether it's college basketball, NFL, or NBA that I will be doing here starting up very shortly, I've got you covered here on Mike's Money Picks. Please continue to listen. Find yourself another sport that you play daily fantasy or season-long fantasy with, and I've got you covered here on the podcast. All right, so that does it for the intro let's go ahead and start talking about Saturday's slate got some really good games really good matchups but first a quick word from our friends at anchor So what makes this Saturday slate interesting is that because it's conference championship games, we've got a lot of good teams, but we've got a lot of good defenses. So there's a lot of people on this episode that I'm just going to cross off entirely just because, you know, they've been going up against some soft defenses all year long. And, you know, now that they're in their conference championship game, another good team in their conference. Now I'm not as interested like in a especially in a big slate like this, I don't have to play somebody that's going up against a good defense. I can just avoid it entirely if I want to. So, let's start talking about the quarterback position. So, the highest priced quarterback on the board is UNC's Drake May. Look, he's been great all season, like just been outstanding. People were talking about Heisman a few weeks ago, but the last two weeks have been very uninspired against Georgia Tech and against NC State, and look, those are not good defenses. Clemson is a better defense than either of those two teams. So, sorry, Drake, but I'm going to be out on this one. Um, I'm just, I don't really have any interest to play Drake May at this price tag with his recent performances and with this tough matchup against Clemson. So, Stetson Bennett is the second quarterback on the board. And look, it's the same old story with Stetson Bennett. If you're playing a cash game, I absolutely would play Stetson Bennett in a cash game. He's a very consistent performer. LSU is not the best pass defense in the world. But if you're looking for a Tournament, GPP, he just doesn't have the upside that some of the other options have, especially considering he's priced higher than all those other options. Max Duggan of TCU, honestly, he's been good every game this season except the Texas game. He had 24.5 fantasy points last time against Kansas State, and Kansas State... Has given up 27 real points in two straight games and three out of four games, so this is not exactly uh, the 85 Bears out there for Kansas State. I think Max Duggan will be able to produce some fantasy points for you, and he's a guy that I could absolutely get behind playing. UCF's two quarterbacks, John Rice Plumley and Mikey Keene. Is it Rice or Reese? I don't. I don't know. John John Reese Plumley. I'll I'll go with Reese. So anyway. They play a two-quarterback system. John Reese palmway is kind of the runner. Mikey Keene is the thrower. And honestly, you just don't know who's going to get the fantasy points. You don't know who's going to be getting in the end zone. So because of that, it's hard for me to get real interested in either of them. If you're looking to get super contrarian in a GPP, I think both of these guys will be lowly owned because of that situation. Sorry. So because they're splitting snaps, they both will be low-owned, but I don't know, I just can't get behind either of them in in that regard. I'm not interested in playing Jaden Daniels of LSU either. You know, why would I play a quarterback going up against Georgia's defense when I have the option not to? Grayson McCall of Coastal Carolina is currently dealing with a foot injury, and personally, I think this limits him a little bit. They run an option-heavy offense, an RPO-heavy offense. He's going to be doing a lot of planning off of that foot and a lot of footwork, and I think he will be limited. I think if he plays, the other Coastal Carolina skill players become a lot more attractive. But if he doesn't play, I'm not interested in their quarterback. I'm not interested in playing any skill players on Coastal Carolina. But if Grayson McCall does play, I do think that opens up the door to playing some of those Coastal guys this week. DJ Uyunglele might be my favorite play of the slate at quarterback, which is not something I say a whole lot. He's been very hit or miss this year. But this year, he or this week, he is getting to play against UNC. That's right, the defense we've been targeting all season long in DFS because they give up a lot of passing yards and they give up a lot of fantasy points. NC State's fourth-string quarterback, Ben Finley, just put up 19 fantasy points against them last week. Look, if a fourth-string quarterback can do that, then what's DJ going to do? DJ has also shown this year that he has a ceiling that is worth looking at because he had 45 fantasy points against Wake. If you can do it against Wake, you can do it against Carolina. I really think DJ Uyangale is a guy that I'm going to be putting in a lot of lineups this week. For Toledo, they're very interesting because they're going to put up a lot of points but I don't know which quarterback's going to be putting up those points. Daquan Finn had been the starter all season. Tucker Gleason was the backup who played very well. Daquan Finn came back last week and did not look good, and they put in Gleason, and he didn't look much better. So I don't know who's going to be starting. I don't know who's going to be finishing. So I'm just avoiding that situation entirely, but I do like the skill players on that offense because that is a team that can put up some points. Two guys that are lower priced that I do like a lot. The first one is Will Howard of Kansas State. He's got 20 fantasy points in 4 out of 5 starts. And including the TCU game in that list, he had over 20 fantasy points in that one. I also like J.J. McCarthy a lot. So for whatever reason, if you've used an optimizer in college football this year, optimizers love J.J. McCarthy. And I never could figure out why. And watching the Ohio State game, I finally did figure out why. He has the ability to throw a very good deep ball. And Purdue is a team that is very suspect to it. We just need Michigan to open up the offense a little bit and let him throw it. So if Blake Corum does, in fact, sit this game out, I think that makes J.J. McCarthy a very viable option because you look at his best performance last week and it came with Blake Corum only getting two carries. There is a bargain quarterback that I like a lot too, and that is C.J. Harris of Ohio. He is playing for the injured Curtis Rourke, who is a guy we've been playing a lot all season, especially in the and Slates. And CJ Harris had 36 fantasy points in his only start. Now, granted, Toledo's a little bit better defense than the guys that he played against at Bowling Green. But I don't know. I, I, I really like the upside for a guy that is coming in at under $6,000 on DraftKings. That does it for the quarterback position, y'all. So let's go ahead and take a quick breather, and then let's talk about some running backs. The running back position this week on DraftKings has a top name at the board that is very, very interesting. That is Blake Corum of Michigan. And honestly, Blake Corum's got everything you would look for in a fantasy running back. He's got consistency. He gets a very big workload. He's very good. And it's a team that loves to run the football. And so, like, why not play Blake Corum? Well, he's currently coming off of an injury, and he got two carries last week against Ohio State before he exited the game. So is he healthy or is he not? I don't really know, but I definitely want to get some updates and I want to know that he is full strength, not limited, not, you know, trying to give it a go as they say. I want a full strength Blake Horn if I'm going to be putting him in my lineups because of his price tag. However, if he is at full strength, he's a great option. Second on the board is George Holani of Boise State. So, he kind of let us down last week. I was kind of hyping him up on here, you know, playing against a bad defense and New Mexico or Fresno State is not exactly a great defense either. They give up 158 rushing yards a game, which is not good. And so George Halani might be able to bounce back after last week. Maybe he gets in the end zone a few times, and I definitely think Boise wins this game, and I definitely think they're going to do it running the football. Deuce Vaughn of Kansas State has been outstanding in the second half of the season, and I think you could argue that he should be priced up near there towards Blake Corum. When you look especially at what he's done since Will Howard became the quarterback, he's got 30 points in three of the six Will Howard starts, and he's got 22 points in five of the six Will Howard starts. One of those was a 22-point outing against TCU. So I think Deuce Vaughn is absolutely playable this week. Kansas State has shown that they are committing to getting the football in this guy's hands and letting him go to work. Sia Bangura of Ohio has 15 fantasy points in every Mac game that he has finished, and I expect that to continue again against Toledo. With them playing a backup quarterback, CJ Harris, they might look to lean on the run game a little bit more, which should open up things for Bangura to get a lot of fantasy points. So, speaking earlier about some you know, some matchups that we might want to avoid, I'm not playing any running backs from LSU who go up against Georgia. I'm not playing any running backs from Purdue, who play Michigan, or Fresno State, who plays against Boise State. Why play against a good run defense when you don't have to? So I'm just not. One guy that I will be playing, though, is Will Shipley. So Will Shipley has been pretty consistent all season long. He's been double-digit in fantasy points every single game, and he doesn't need a massive amount of carries to get there either. And so we're looking at a genuinely bad defense at UNC. They give him 170 rushing yards a game. And, you know, if they do that again this week, it's going to be on the legs of Will Shipley. Like I said, he doesn't need a massive number of carries, but he's very efficient with his touches, which is something that we would like to see because, you know, even if he doesn't get the most number of touches, he's going to make the most of them against a bad defense. So Will Shipley is a guy that I will be putting in lineups this week. Tajay Spears of Tulane is a guy that I've been liking all season, and he got 17 fantasy points last time against UCF, which is okay if he were lower priced. I I really wish he were lower priced on here. Um, If he was, he would be a very easy play, but I just, I think there's better options further down the board. I really love the mid-6,000 range on DraftKings for running backs. It includes Kendra Miller of TCU, who had 33 fantasy points last time against Kansas State, and we've also seen Kansas State get lit up for 30 points by B. John Robinson. So you're looking at a Not great rushing defense, and a guy that gets a lot of carries, and a guy that is very reasonably priced. I like Kendry Miller a lot. Also in this mid $6,000 range is Kenny McIntosh of Georgia. He's got 26 fantasy points in back-to-back games. Georgia is running the football quite a lot, and he tends to do very well in Georgia blowout wins. And I happen to think this will be a Georgia blowout win. I think LSU, I think the Magic's kind of running out, and I think that Georgia is just going to be able to pound them in the ground game. Also in this mid six thousand dollar range is Donovan Edwards. So if Blake Corum sits, Donovan Edwards is probably going to be the highest known running back on the slate. He was outstanding last week against Ohio State and saw a huge price jump because of it. But he's going to be the guy that everybody plays if Blake Corum sits. So you know when you play chalk in DFS, you got to make sure you are playing the right chalk, and I think he is a good chalk play if in fact Blake Corum sits. Kamani Vidal of Troy is a very intriguing option. And I think that he's somebody that people might not look at. So Coastal Carolina's defense just looked horrible against James Madison. And Kamani Vidal, it's like, yo, where has this been all season? Because he's got 39 fantasy points in back-to-back games. And in those two games, he got 29 and 33 carries, which he had not seen all season, a game of that much. So I don't know where it's been, but... He's been outstanding, and he might be that guy that you know kind of comes on here late at the end of the season and puts up some very good production for people at a very reasonable price. So he's a guy that I'm definitely interested to get in some of my lineups this week. If you are looking for the cheapest starting running back on the slate, that is going to be Micah Kelly of Toledo. He's at $3,600 on DraftKings. Now, granted, Toledo's running backs are a bit of a committee, but Micah Kelly's led them in carries in back-to-back games, and he's been their most productive fantasy running back in the second half of the season. So I definitely think that he's worth a look at $3,600. All right, so that does it for the running back position. Let's switch on over and talk about some wide receivers. The wide receiver position this week, I think personally, is a little bit more thin than in recent weeks or on a normal slate. There's just I don't know. There's a lot of guys that it's hard for me to get excited about looking at recent performances, looking at matchups, looking at price tags. So I don't know. I think this is a week where receiver just stack with your quarterback. Like, you know, if you're playing, you know, DJ, find yourself some Clemson receivers. If you're playing Max Duggan, get yourself some TCU receivers. So let's break it down which ones you're going to want and which ones you're not going to want. So Josh Downs of North Carolina is the top priced option. And much like Drake May, he's had his two worst games the last two games. If you are still on the Drake May type train, Josh Downs is the guy you want to play. If Antoine Green plays in this game, he's also a guy you would want to play. But I'm not really interested in any other Carolina receivers, whether Antoine Green does or does not play. I think that It would be too easy to just pinpoint Carolina's lack of offensive production to Antoine Green sitting out the last two games. But I don't know. That's the easy excuse, right? So if that is the case, then, you know, if Antoine Green plays, play him, play Downs, play May, and let's see what happens. But I'm just – I'm not sold on the Carolina passing game with what they've done in the last two weeks. Charlie Jones of Purdue. We've been playing him all season. He's been great all season. Not against Michigan. Next. Jalen Marino Cooper of Fresno State, another guy I'm not interested in. He had four fantasy points last time against Boise. His teammate, Nico Remigio, a little bit more affordable, but he also only had 10 points last time against Boise. So miss me with some of the Fresno State guys this week. Sam Wiglas of Ohio has been great all season. He's kind of their possession, high target, high volume kind of guy. But he only had nine fantasy points in C.J. Harris's only start. So... You know, I don't know whether it's a question of chemistry or just didn't work out or, you know, just new quarterback, new reads, new progressions. But Sam Wigla's, the production wasn't there last week. I think he could be in for a bounce back. I think if you play CJ Harris, he's still the number 1 guy I would stack with. The second guy that I would stack with is Jacoby Jones, who was the receiver that had the most production last week in CJ Harris's only start. So if you're looking for a cheaper option to stack, Jacoby Jones would be the Ohio receiver that you could stack with CJ Harris. Now for the TCU wide receivers. Quentin Johnston has been their guy all season. He's a deep play or deep threat. He's you know, got a big body as well. He's also a contested catchmaker. He's a really good receiver. He's probably gonna be a first-round pick in April's draft. He had 17 fantasy points against Kansas State last time. And honestly, it's hard to get excited about any other TCU wide receivers. If you're stacking, yes, play them. Like go for it. But as one-offs, it's it's hard to get interested because they're very, very inconsistent. Darius Davis. Tay Barber, Savion Williams, they're all going to play. They're all going to see snaps. They're all going to get targets, but I don't know how many targets. I don't know where those targets are going to be. All of these guys seem to be big play boomer bust guys. Darius Davis is probably the one that I would say is most guaranteed to get touches out of that group. They kind of use him in jet sweeps, you know, screens, you know, that they kind of scheme him up a little bit of touches. The others, not so much. So if you're playing two TCU receivers, I would probably go Johnston and Davis. But I don't know. Like I said, it's hard to get behind any of those other TCU wide receivers. On the other side, for Kansas State, Malik Knowles is the guy that I would want to play. But if I'm stacking Kansas State personally, I would go Will Howard, Deuce Vaughn, Malik Knowles, and ignore the other receivers. Because this is a team that loves to run the football. Deuce Vaughn catches the ball quite a bit as well. It's kind of the equivalent to... In the NFL, playing Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler. You know, you're guaranteed to get a touchdown by playing those two guys with Will Howard and Deuce Vaughn, and even you're going to get the stacked touchdowns because they do throw to him enough out of the backfield. So, like I said, for Kansas State, I'm not interested in the other receivers. I'm just going Howard, Vaughn, Knowles. For Clemson, Antonio Williams has been outstanding when Bo Collins sits. Well, guess what? Bo Collins has had season-ending surgery. He is out for this week. So Antonio Williams is the guy that, for that Clemson offense, I want to play. And we mentioned already how the UNC defense is very suspect. And so Antonio Williams makes for a very easy play, especially if you're stacking with DJ. Now, if you're stacking another part of the Clemson offense, you could do pretty much what i just said with quarterback running back receiver and go dj shipley williams but if you're looking for a receiver if you're looking to fade shipley joseph Ngata would be the guy i would want or you could go further down the board i really like their tight end davis allen to get some targets and to get some catches he's on the field all the time he doesn't always get a whole lot of targets but when he does he tends to get a lot and he tends to get in the end zone So Davis Allen, especially at his cheap price tag, is a guy I would consider stacking with that Clemson offense. For Michigan, Ronnie Bell has been their number one, their alpha wide receiver all season long, but Cornelius Johnson just had a huge game against Ohio State with those two deep touchdowns. So the question becomes, were those deep touchdowns a flash in the pan or were they a sign of things to come? So if you think that they were a flash in the pan, if you're playing McCarthy, play Bell because Bell's been the more consistent guy. If you think that Michigan all of a sudden is going to become this deep downfield passing team, Cornelius Johnson is the guy that's the deep downfield receiver. And so he's the guy you would want to play. Personally, if I'm stacking, I would probably say Ronnie Bell for cash games, Cornelius Johnson for GPPs because of that upside. All it takes is one of those deep touchdowns and he's paid off his value. And you got your production out of his salary. Now, one bargain receiver that I do like is Rajay Johnson of Troy. So he has had five pop weeks on the season where he will kind of have these games where he gets like one, two, four fantasy points. And then he'll end up with like 12, 14. Last week he had 22. So we watched Coastal Carolina's offense or defense, excuse me. Coastal Carolina's defense absolutely got torched by James Madison last week. Now, granted, Troy's not as good as James Madison, and it's honestly a travesty that James Madison isn't in this game, but we don't have to get into that discussion here. But Coastal's defense is not great, and so if you if you think that that pass defense is still suspect, which I do, Rajay Johnson of Troy would be a guy at a very low price tag who can take advantage of that suspect passing defense. All right, y'all. That does it for the wide receiver position, and that does it for this Saturday's analysis here for Uh, the DraftKings and FanDuel slate. So like I said, college football season, it is coming to a close. We will be back for bowl season. I promise we'll be covering the bowl season like no other. But um, if you need to find another sport, we've got you covered here on Mike's Money Picks. We're going to have an NFL episode coming out tomorrow. We've got college football content on the podcast. We've got golf content when it gets back on the podcast and we're going to be doing NBA content on the podcast as well. So please, if you've been here with us all college football season, find yourself another sport. Keep listening. Keep supporting. I really do appreciate it. And if you ever want my full DFS lineup, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. And if you want some additional stats and facts that I didn't get to on the podcast, as well as uh, any start sit, and lineup questions, follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. All right, so with the last college football podcast of the regular season. Hopefully I gave you guys some some players you can get into your DraftKings lineup this week. I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you and I will see you next time.